right, for our third segment today, I wanted to do something special. We have some uh, good news to report regarding sexual activity and health. Well, it's a well-known fact that uh, alcohol intoxication and performance in the bedroom are, are often inversely correlated. A new study of nearly 1,600 men has found that over a longer period of time, a glass of wine or beer a day can help stave off impotence. Apparently, epidemiologists in Australia determined this, which is not really surprising to people because uh, drinking a glass of wine a day does promote cardiovascular health. Maybe slightly more surprising is the study coming out out of the University of Nottingham in the UK which has found that frequent masturbation and sexual activity helps protect men in their 50s from prostate cancer. Although I was somewhat dubious by the quote of Polexeni Dimitropolo, the researcher involved who said, studies have found toxins in the semen and the fluid produced in the prostate. As you age, it's more important to flush them out. Now we were sorely tempted to close today's program with uh, a very... Curious tale from the history of medicine regarding the notorious quack, John W. Brinkley. Brinkley was a doctor who basically purchased his medical degree, obtained some rudimentary surgical training, and then proceeded to make himself a multi-millionaire. Using A, surgeries that transplanted a bit of goat testicle into the scrotum of men with erectile dysfunction and B, becoming one of America's radio pioneers. Yes, Brinkley's kind of the bizarro world correlation of Dr. Dina Dell. It is indeed one hell of a story. I think what we're going to try and do is get Pope Brock, the author of the well-regarded Charlatan, America's most dangerous huckster and the man who pursued him in the age of flim-flam, to talk about, uh, about his book and Dr. Brinkley. What we're going to close with instead is probably the funniest bit of radio comedy I ever heard on the classic National Lampoon Radio Hour. For a little over a year in uh, in the 1970s, the Radio Hour provided the country with some truly blue-chip comedy. But one bit I'd never heard produced is one that, that we've been trying to track down literally for decades. It involved John Belushi and Gilda Radner of Saturday Night Live fame, along with Ghostbuster Harold Ramis and Joe Flaherty of Second City TV. The writing is absolutely stellar. The acting is good. So to close the show, we're going to present an extended excerpt from Perry Schreiner, court-appointed lawyer. Perry Schreiner, court-appointed lawyer. Defending the defenseless, seeking justice for those who can't afford it. This week's case, Between the Long Legs of the Law. Hey, Sanchez, you got a visitor. It's your lawyer. I ain't got no lawyer. Oh, you do now, Sanchez. I'm Perry Schreiner, and I've been appointed by the court to represent you. Yeah, man, I like the way you tuck those pants into those dingoes. Thanks. Right now, Sanchez, I want you to tell me everything that happened. Now, I need every detail, whether you think it's important or not. You see, I can't help you unless you're completely honest with me. Okay, man. Well, you see, I was on my way to set up a free clinic for the kids in the ghetto. And it was about noon, you know? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm walking down the street and I see this chick. She's taking money from all the parking meters, you hmm. know? And, and the other people on the street, they're walking by, not doing nothing. They don't want to get involved. 
But I figure it's my duty as a citizen, so I decide to make a citizen's arrest. So then you confronted her? Well, not exactly, man. I come up behind her and hit her on the head with a garbage can cover. She drops like a sack of potatoes. Then I don't know, man, I guess it turned her on or something, because cause then she pulled me on top of her and stuck her tongue in my ear and tried to make me do it to her. It's only later I find out she's a cop, because while we're doing it, she plants two bags of heroin in my pocket. So you noticed this woman breaking into and looting parking meters. You attempted to make a citizen's arrest, at which time she forced you to have sexual relations with her, and at the same time she placed illegal contraband on your person. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah, and, and that's the truth, man. You know, Sanchez, somehow I believe you. Oh, then you'll take my case? You bet I will, Sanchez. This is obviously a trumped-up charge, and we're not going to let them get away with it. Hey, man, look, why don't I plead guilty to a misdemeanor and get... Oh, no, Sanchez, no. Look, I'm handling this case. Guard, now look, if you plead guilty to any crime, you'll never be able to get a civil service job. No, Sanchez, we're going to take this to the Supreme Court if we have to. No longer will the downtrodden innocence of American minorities fall victim to an unjust penal system. I don't know if that's such a good idea, man. Any calls, Stella? No, Perry. Hmm. All right. Look, get Paul Blake on the phone, give him two subway tokens, and see if he can dig up anything on a series of parking meter thefts. Right. Oh, and call Dr. Snouts at Columbia University, see if he can get me some helium balloons. Helium balloons? What for, Perry? I'll tell you later, Stella. Right now, I'm doing court. Call the next case. Julio Sanchez. Right here, Your Honor. Counsel for the defense. Counsel for the defense. It should be here. Who's defending this man? Here, Your Honor, uh, Perry Schreiner. Sorry, I'm late, Your Honor. Uh, I overslept. I think it was the problem with my alarm clock. I brought the clock in to show you, Your Honor. I had everything set properly. The button was put... Uh, turn uh, turn that thing to, off, Schreiner. Seems to be working now, Your Honor. Uh, it's possible I didn't hear it. I wouldn't want to uh, Shut up. You're wasting the court's time. Yeah, well, maybe the court's wasting my time. What did you say? Uh, nothing, Your Honor, nothing. Hey, man, it sounds like that judge hits your guts. Don't worry, Sanchez. I know this judge. He's stern but fair. Clark will read the indictment. Julio Sanchez, you are charged with armed robbery, assault with a deadly weapon, assault with the intent to inflict grievous bodily harm, assaulting an officer of the law, possession of narcotics and dangerous drugs, possession of burglary tools, possession of a toy gun, and forcible rape. How does the spawn of the gutter plead? What did he say? Forget it, Sanchez. It'll help us when we move for a mistrial. I said, how does the greaseball plead? Not guilty, Your Honor. Then the distinguished district attorney will present opening arguments for the prosecution. Your Honor! Now, let's not stand on ceremony. Just call me Bob, Jim. Thanks, Bob. I think you recall that when we discussed this case at dinner last night... Oh, uh, yes. Oh, by the way, thank your lovely wife for me. And thank your lovely wife, Louise, for that wonderful cheese assortment. Objection, Bob. Bob! You'll address me in the proper way, Shriner, or I'll cite you for contempt so fast it won't even be funny. Objection overruled. Now, go on, Jim. As I was saying before we were so rudely interrupted by you-know-who, this case is really quite simple, Bob. I have 50 witnesses who will swear they saw the defendant attack and then rape a defenseless meter maid, Miss Rita Tushy, and then try to bribe the arresting officers with two pounds of heroin. I also have a sworn deposition from a Supreme Court justice who happened to be passing by at the time and witnessed the entire brutal sexual attack. I think you'll agree that this case demands prosecution to the fullest extent. 
and the most severe punishment allowed by law. Now, with your permission, I'd like to call my first witness, Mr. Frank Baumgartner. Frank Baumgartner. And so, Bob, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution rests. Order. Order. Now, Mr. Schreiner, let's hear the arguments for the defense. Thank you, Your Honor. Please recall the alleged rape victim, Miss Rita Tushy. Miss Rita Tushy! Miss Tushy, remember that you're still under oath. Now, Rita, or should I call you Fast Rita? I object. The witness's nickname is totally irrelevant. Uh, Your Honor, may I remind my learned colleague that relevance is in the eye of the beholder. Yes, but the counselor for the defense, of course, knows that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Uh, I know that, of course, but the road of truth has many twists and turns. That depends on who's driving, Mr. Schreiner. So far, your whole case looks like one long detour. Yeah, well, sometimes detours are necessary, Your Honor, in order to see our highway taxes at work. Does he really have to drag us all along with him? Because it looks like Mr. Schreiner's road is still under construction. Oh, yeah? Well, no man is an island, Mr. Prosecutor. Yeah, well, no man's a pizza either. (laughs) Your Honor, may I continue with this witness? Now, wait a second. (laughs) I want to hear that last one again. Clerk, read the district attorney's last statement. He said, yeah, well, no man's a pizza either. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Schreiner. Proceed. All right, Miss Tushy. Now, why do they call you Fast Rita? Well, uh, you see, as a child, I was stricken with polio. The doctor said I would never walk again, but then I went into this physical rehabilitation program, and I, I made such good progress, the doctors nicknamed me Fast Rita. Oh, nothing sexual at You sure it has nothing at all to do with sex, Miss Tushy? Do I have to answer that, Your Honor? Yes, dear, I'm afraid you do. Well, you see, as soon as I learned to walk, I felt that the only way to thank God was to enter a convent. I lived in the convent till only about six months ago. I've never even been alone with a man. Never been alone with a man, Miss Tushy? Are you quite sure? Make your point, Counselor. My point, Your Honor, is that this woman may have been a cripple and a nun, but she's still a woman and she loves it. Come on, you love it, don't you? You all love it. Objection. They love it, Your Honor. Show me a broad that doesn't want a big... Objection, objection. Schreiner, drop this line of questioning immediately. Well, maybe I can rephrase it, Your Honor. You're not rephrasing anything. Now drop this line of questioning and get your hands off the witness. Or I'll have you put in restraints. Ah, the witness is excused. There, there, dear. It's all right. It's all over. Shriner, are you finished? Uh, not yet, Your Honor. All right, boys, bring them in. All right, men, empty those sacks right there on the judge's bench. That's what it. is this, Shriner? Uh, Your Honor, these are signed letters and depositions from thousands of people who were in Manhattan at the time of the alleged rape who did not see or even hear of this crime being committed. Now, who are we going to believe, Your Honor? The handful of people who claim that they saw this crime, or the thousands, perhaps millions, who did not? Objection. I'll handle this, Jim. Shriner, that is inane, you moron. Now, we're going to take a 15-minute recess while Mr. Shriner picks up every last one of those letters. Mm. Uh, All of them, Your Honor? All of them. Can my client help me? No, he can't. Now, you brought them in here, you picked them up. Hey, man, 
You missed a couple of letters in the corner over there. Yeah, well, I'm not going to pick them up, Sanchez. Let the judge pick them up. What'd you say over there, Shriner? Uh, nothing, Your Honor, nothing. All right, court will now come to order. Uh, Your Honor, with the court's permission, I'd like to call my client Julio Sanchez to the stand. Uh, Julio no. Sanchez? No, man, that prosecutor will kill me. Just trust me, Sanchez. <laughs> now, Julio, I want you to look the jury right in the eye and tell them truthfully whether or not you committed this crime. I refuse to answer on the grounds that it may incriminate me. I just answer the question, Sanchez. Uh, have you ever at any time in your life committed the act of rape? I refuse to answer on the grounds Just deny it, will you please? Have you ever trafficked in dangerous drugs? I refuse to answer on the grounds that may tend to incriminate me. Sanchez, just say no. I'm purging myself, man. Shh. Uh, well, as you can see, Your Honor, my client is so obviously innocent, he won't dignify these questions with an answer. The defense rests. It's about time. Now, let's have the summaries and let's have them quick. Your Honor, I'd like to refer to the fabled story of Pinocchio. You'll recall that in the story, the wooden puppet's nose happens to grow whenever it And so, Your Honor, after what we've seen here this afternoon, I think that the defendant's nose would have to be a thousand miles long. What happens now, man? Well, now the judge sends the jury out to deliberate. How long is that going to take? Well, it... The longest deliberation on record was 27 days. The jury will now retire for deliberation. I don't think that'll be necessary, Your Honor. We, the jury, find the defendant guilty on all counts. You sure you wouldn't like a few minutes to think about it? No, uh, no, I think I'm speaking for everyone when I say guilty as sin. Hey, man, I don't want to go to jail. Don't worry, Sanchez, you're not going to jail. Your Honor, before you sentence my client... I would like to argue for the record that by its very nature, imprisonment constitutes cruel and unusual punishment. By its nature, huh? Well, I'll show you cruel and unusual punishment, Shriner. Bailiff, flog the defendant. Yeah, now, come on, man. Hey, You know, Julio, I'm sorry the appeal didn't work out. Hey, Shriner, you got a cigarette? Ready! Yeah, sure, I'll just step over here and get one for you. Hey! Is the menthol all right? Hey, wait a minute, man! Well, Perry, you can't win them all. Yeah, I guess you're right, Stella. I sure was surprised, though, when the judge sentenced him to the firing squad. Well, I guess I blew it during the appeal when I let it slip that Sanchez deserted his army unit under fire and killed his commanding officer with a garbage can cover. Well, Stella, how about a sandwich and a cup of coffee? Great. By the way, Perry, why did you send Paul Blake for those helium balloons? Oh, well, those were for Julio's acquittal party. But save them. We just may win one yet. Oh. Wait, I'll get it. Perry Schreiner, court-appointed lawyer. Well, we're out of time, but there it was, folks. Three classics of radio. Dr. Dina Dell, the National Lampoon Radio Hour, and Will Durst. Our thanks to Dr. Dean for joining us today, and a special thanks goes out to his producer, Heather Hammond, who uh, delivered for us on her very busy boss. Thanks, Heather. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. I'm Douglas Everett. We'll see you next week at the same time.